This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hi everyone, it's It Could Happen here, but in a slightly different way today. It's like an asynchronous presentation, and we're going to have some updates on things that we've covered. So I'm going to update on the ongoing UC strike, which at the time of recording is still ongoing, and these interviews were recorded on Friday. You will be hearing this, if you heard the day that it goes out, you'll be hearing it on Tuesday, so a little more have happened, and I'll bring you some more updates after the break. Garrison is reporting on some stuff that they have covered, just updating various things. And Chris has an update on the midterms now that we know a little bit more about the results of those. So we hope you'll enjoy these updates. We want to keep bringing you these stories and not just sort of report on them and then walk away. We are off for the rest of the week after that. So nothing from us Wednesday through Friday, but we'll have something else for you next Monday. Starting to record. Um, if you could start off by just uh, introducing yourself, saying your name, maybe what department you're in, something like that, and any like impertinent strike information would yeah. be cool. cool. I'm Amy Khan. I use she your pronouns. I am a second year, a PhD student in uh, the computer science and engineering uh, department, and I am on the bargaining team after the student researcher union. Hi, my name is Adu Vengel. I'm a third year in the math department, third year PhD student, he, him pronouns, and I'm on uh, the executive board for our union, UAW 2865. Amazing. Okay, great. Right. I'm James, he, him. Uh, 
And yeah, I'm a journalist. Um, <laughs> trying to feel like one. So you guys have been out for about a week now, right? And you, like, there was pretty good energy today. We just finished a big rally here down by the beach. People could probably hear the ocean uh, in the background, which is very San Diego. And I wanted to know like, how the first week had gone, how the energy was, how the bargaining had gone. So perhaps you can give us a bargaining update because we haven't really talked about that yet. I can do the bargaining update. I think that UC has really been attempting uh, to avoid us at the bargaining table. And I think that we are, oh, we are constantly finding new ways uh, to put a pressure on them, both uh, through our bargaining strategy and through our on-the-ground organizing and actions mm -hmm. to get them to meet us in a good faith. The, um, uh, throughout uh, the past year or more of bargaining, uh, depending on which of uh, the bargaining units you're talking about, they have done numerous unfair labor practices and other uh, forms of illegal and unlawful uh, behavior in bargaining uh, uh, that have uh, just generally been stopping us uh, from reaching a fair agreement. And um, uh, we're on strike uh, to show them that we're serious about... Um, or to not even just show them, but to apply the pressure necessary to get them uh, to meet us in good faith. Um, in the past week, we have made a fair amount of progress on many non-economic articles uh, from various of uh, the bargaining units. Non-economic, economic is a blurry uh, sure. distinction that uh, we think about um, in terms of bargaining. And, um, and uh, the thing... On, on everyone's minds is wages. And there you see has still not moved from their entirely unreasonable uh, position from more than a month ago for uh, the student researcher union. And uh, the other uh, bargaining units are very, s yeah. are in a similar boat. So what's their, what's their position right now? Uh, uh, their uh, position is a 7% uh, in the first year, a 3% in all the years afterwards, which is not, that doesn't even count uh, for inflation. Right, um, yeah, let alone it's crazy. the increased cost, like an incredibly unaffordable cost of living. Yeah, here, it's basically right? a pay cut. Yeah, okay. Uh, so what are those non-economic issues where you've had more success? Do you want to talk about those too? Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch. I think one of the big ones where we've shown a lot of uh, success, and there's one uh, that actually uh, we've made uh, some progress uh, today, um, uh, there's a lot. I think there's uh, things that make our union stronger, uh, union access and union uh, security. Uh, we've reached a tentative agreement on for most of the bargaining units, I'm pretty sure, um, uh, for uh, work-incurred injury and illness. This is something that actually, uh, that UC was not uh, budging on for a really long time. Uh, for student researchers that now we're hoping that we can actually reach an agreement soon about. Um, and we're thinking that's likely. A personal a time off is another one that up until now, uh, graduate student researchers uh, didn't have a legal right uh, to take uh, days off work. Yeah. And now UC has moved to uh, 12 days a year, which is a start. Uh, we don't think it's good enough. Uh, but oh, we're going to see if they move to uh, 24 is right. a current plan. And a bunch of other smaller ones, like there's uh, the access needs, access needs article, 
There's, um, uh, I can't remember all of them off the top of my head. Okay. Uh, oh, but there's a bunch in that sort of vein that we've made a lot of progress on. Um, That's good. And, and yeah, uh, there's also some economic ones that we've made some progress on, like a transit is a big one. But there's a lot of things, and I'm not sure how to summarize it all. But Yeah, it's very complicated. But right? uh, there's a lot of small things. There's a lot of small things. That's good, yeah. So maybe you could tell us, like, you were telling me that like you had a really good vibe with your picket line. Yeah, totally. Yeah, talk about what it's been like for a week. Yeah, I mean, so I think the, the week just started off very strong. So we had great numbers on day one, and at day one we did a massive, massive rally with everyone on campus who was striking coming. Uh, Lorena Gonzalez, the head of the California Federation of Labor, talked there. It was, like, extremely electric, and I think for a lot of people, for the first time, they saw just how many people were in this together with them. And that just, you know, set the tone. Like, we're doing something really radical. We're fighting for radical change, but we're all doing it in mass, all together. And at my picket line especially, or I'm sure this is true many picket lines, but we've developed a very strong sense of community. We do, like, communal meals that are cooked in, like, five instant pods outside on the picket line. <laughs> um, we've done, you know, like, various chill events like karaoke and trivia and stuff like that. But we also get together and do some, you know, really militant actions. We shut down a conference yesterday. We've, like, picketed in intersections and done all kinds of stuff. And it's just really cool to see. Yeah. Maybe we can talk about some of the action zone because I think um, a lot of people in this country still maybe have never seen or been involved in like a labor action themselves. And certainly they don't know what it looks like at a university, which is a different place from, you know, a factory sure, yeah. or something. So what have you been doing? What have you been getting up to? Yeah, I mean, the the base level thing is we just pick it in front of our buildings. So yeah. we have a picket line. We encourage people not to cross mm-hmm. and in the hope of disrupting the natural flow of university functions. Yeah. Um, but then there are also, you know, the university have some big events such as conferences. And now... We pick it outside a conference, and all of a sudden, everyone at the conference has to be really uncomfortable crossing our picket line. And, you know, if we're really loud, then it's hard for them to do the regular conference things and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I like that. I want to talk a little bit about like what makes strike to work generally is solidarity, right, between people on strike and Definitely. people outside. So, like, we had uh, someone from the Teamsters talking, and, like, I covered the Teamsters strike Last year, do you remember the Teamsters refuge workers were on strike in Chula Vista? And it was, it was great. People were bringing them food every day. So have you seen much of that, like from other unions or just from the community? Absolutely, yeah. I One of the big community supports is undergrad support. Um, at my picket line, like, undergrads are just coming by all the time. They just drop <laughs> off some food. They say, just wanted to give this to you, and then they just leave. They just, like, want to help us out. It's super nice. cute, and yeah. it is very uplifting for all of us. Yeah. And, yeah, do you want to... Yeah, I think also a support from other unions and from um, other members of the labor movement has been really important. Like one of the really big ones is uh, the Teamsters, um, like all of them, um, uh, sanctioned our strike, uh, which means that they, uh, uh, they've instructed all of their unionized workers uh, to not cross our picket line. So, this means that a uh, tons of UPS drivers, a uh, tons of a uh, Teamsters organized uh, workers have been uh, turning around uh, their vehicles when they reach our picket lines. That's and cool. Yeah, that's been really inspiring uh, to see uh, the San Diego Imperial 
a county's labor federation agreed to uh, to cut uh, the check for anyone experiencing acute hardship uh, during the strike, yeah. uh, which is incredible. And I think it really makes us feel very strong when we have the entirety of uh, the entirety of the labor movement at our back. Yeah, it's good to see, right? Like, especially um, if we like, I'm a historian, and I definitely spent eight years and a lot of money here doing history. And uh, like, when we see students and workers together, that's when we see change, right? Like, especially in you know the last 50, 70 years, whatever. Um, so that's yeah, that's very impressive. I wonder, like. I'm sure it hasn't all been like rainbows and unicorns. Like someone was talking today about a faculty member who drove their car through a picket line. Like what the fuck is happening with that? Can you you can not name the person if you don't want to like I haven't heard about that situation. There's a lot going on every day. I know yeah. there was one motorcycle that nearly drove through our line who we're pretty sure is an abusive advisor. We're not entirely sure. Um uh there's some good news actually. Yeah. Uh, uh one piece of good news is that we uh, members of, of the picket line that I'm at are basically all engineers. And I mean, I keep in mind here that I've been told by a lot of other workers in higher education that uh, you can't organize engineers. <laughs> and and uh, this morning, I think over 100 of us marched on uh, the chair of uh, the material science department. And uh, she agreed to send a letter to... Uh, the chancellor in support of our demands and then she did it that's great which is awesome yeah. but uh, there's also some crazy stuff happening there are some people that are really infuriated um when they see the picket line those people we try to de-escalate and let through but overall i think you see strategy and uh, uh, the community strategy at large to to overcome our strike is a lot of background noise um <laughs> yeah I think that the university's main response has not been to uh, crush our strike, though there has been some retaliatory uh, behavior from some advisors. Uh, the main thing is that uh, they just try to ignore it and act like it's not happening. And I mean, we all here know that it is happening. I feel like everyone on our campus at this point knows that it is yeah. happening. Um, but yeah, that's sort of their approach. And I think that's the biggest way that they try to union bust is they uh, don't meet with us they don't uh, uh, treat us fairly and they don't and they act like we don't exist yeah that that's difficult and it'll i'm sure only get harder do you know if people are facing like i know people have talked about like potential academic difficulties and, and sort of academic consequences i guess for striking which is obviously a concern when your academic labor and your labor for the university is, is sometimes sort of blurry um or like people feel like their relationship is something that goes beyond their relationship with the university. Yeah, uh, totally. So there's kind of two aspects to this. There are some illegal things that people in the university have tried, such as, um, for example, many of us work as graduate student researchers. Yeah. Um, we do research, it is our job, but because we're also students, we are enrolled in course credits for these research. Yeah. And you know they have said that, oh, if you don't do your research, you are going to fail these course credits which is completely ridiculous, completely illegal, yeah. because this is 100% overlap with our labor, and we yeah. are completely legally protected in our right to strike. Um, but another aspect of this is that many many of us are students who are taking very regular classes, Yeah. Uh, and many of these classes are still continuing. 
Mm -hmm. And so for these students who are concerned about their grades in these classes, you know, this has had to, you know, take them away from the picket line at times to go to these classes. Okay. But we've tried to accommodate that as best as we can. Um, for example, at our picket line, we've had, you know, we do a lot of Milton actions, but we need time to rest. And during this rest time, we encourage people to, you know, work on their coursework together. We have this great community. Let's use it. Yeah, Let's yeah, use yeah. it to, you know, get their coursework done. And so we can all be on the picket line as long as we possibly can. That's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah this feels really nice to hear, actually. Okay, so in terms of like the hardships, I'm guessing it, the longer you're out, the more difficult it will get, right? And, yeah. and folks will obviously like start to feel more economic hardship. And so I want to know, like, I guess how you're preparing, and then I'd like to know how people can help too, if there's a place they can donate or show other support. Yeah, I think when it comes to economic hardship, um, Right now, we're not even entirely sure whether the university is withholding pay. They have not sent out attestation forms. Okay. Uh, we think that they might at some point soon. But of course, um, at the end of the day, that's up uh, to the university yeah. uh, to decide. Um, if or when they do, lots of people will face a, f a fair amount of economic hardship. Yeah. Uh, the UAW does have a strike fund, so all... Uh, the UAW members on across all the UCs in our union, if they show up for enough uh, shifts on the picket line, uh, they are entitled to a four hundred dollars a week, which, mind you, is not enough to. It's not a comfortable wage, but it's enough to scrape by. Yeah. Do you know, for instance, yeah. what someone living in grad student housing, like what Miramar, will be paying in rent in a month, just to give people a sense of how expensive? Yeah, it is I can to... tell you my experience. Yeah. So I live in uh, Nuevo East on campus, and I pay about $1,000 in rent. But uh, the year that I, I started here, mm -hmm. uh, just after I started, uh, they hiked uh, the rent uh, by up to 30 yeah. to 85% in some units. So as an example, um, even though I pay $1,000 in rent in my uh, two-bedroom apartment, the other bedroom is uh, $1,300. Yeah. Which, you know, it's crazy. Makes sense. And I think if anyone is interested in uh, supporting uh, the workers on strike, especially if we do have our pay withheld, I would recommend uh, you give to uh, the Strike Hardship Fund. Mm -hmm. uh, this is something that uh, disperses to any striker uh, that's facing any, any form of acute hardship, no questions asked. Okay. And this is... If you're interested in giving, you can go to the website fairucnow.org slash support. And that's where you can give to the hardship fund. And I do recommend you do. Um, and that's the way that we're dealing with economic hardship. Okay, very cool. In those situations. Nice. One more thing I wanted to ask about, um, just from my own experience as an international student, was that like, your situation is extremely fucking precarious and, and you can lose your visa for almost any reason. I wonder how international students are dealing with this and like how the union is helping to protect them. Yeah, so international students are actually quite protected in this strike. Um, they have the same legal protections okay, do. that domestic students do. Yeah. And so namely, none of them can be fired for this for legally. Yeah. yeah, And because their visa is tied to their employment, their visa is also safe. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Has that? Do you think people still feel that sense of precarity? Like, because like, 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 just to give an example, um, 
I, I was in real visa trouble. I, like, th- that was extremely petrifying for me, right? Like, so I'm sure people, I'm just interested to know, like, if they feel that sense or if they feel, like, protected. Or if yeah, I, I mean, absolutely. It is, it is tough in many ways. Like, I know one person... Uh, next week, instead of being on the picket line, he has to go back to the UK to renew his visa. Yeah. <laughs> and that, he's all, he's very unhappy about this. He wants to be on the picket line with everyone, but yeah. it is what it is. And um, on top of that, many international students come from cultures where such activities are not as common. And yeah. so they're very unsure about joining it. But like for the last few years, we have been deeply committed to a movement of all workers. And so we organize every single person we can whether they are domestic international we are all on strike together right now yeah, yeah that's very cool um, yeah so this is the end of week one hopefully hopefully you guys get what you want and um, what do you have planned for next week it's thanksgiving yeah. yeah i mean so we have three days next week before thanksgiving break yeah. and i think we are going to go all out for those three days everyone's going to use all the energy they have and then have a cool break you have anything Sweet. else to add? Yeah, I think that's the plan. We're going to make uh, this university regret not meeting us in good faith. Mega. All right, where can people, do you have like social media for the strike, social media for yourselves or your unions? Probably one of the easiest uh, places is you can go to either of uh, the Twitter accounts for either of uh, the student worker unions. I think like those are the ones that uh, tweet uh, the most mm-hmm. things. Uh, so you can either go uh, to Twitter uh, dot com slash s-r-u-u-a-w or to uh, uh, Twitter again uh, u-a-w a two eight six five and that's where we do most of our uh, communications nice yeah and if anyone wants any info at all the the best source of all is just fairucnow.org okay nice outstanding thank you very much guys that was very good Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 
24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, Garrison here. I'm going to be giving a few updates on some of the types of stories that I've covered on the show the past couple of months. And I think I'll start by talking about Port Townsend. So if you remember from the beginning of September, we put out an episode talking about this wave of transphobic hate and organizing in response to this non-incident at a YMCA in the Olympic Peninsula. And this spawned this massive organizing effort for these transphobic rallies led by far-right people and by TERFs. Um, appearances on Tucker Carlson, Fox News, all of all of this stuff. Um, and we were putting this episode out right before a large, well, what seems to be a large upcoming rally on September the 3rd. There was Nazi, like actual, like National Socialist fascists coming in from out of state to 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 join in on this. A lot of a lot of kind of local turfs and far right people, and the rally turned out to be kind of a bust. Uh, so that's some good news. They did not get nearly as many numbers as they were expecting, and the community response was very, very strong. So a lot of people coming out in support of trans rights and coming out in support of trans people. Um, so that was that was a nice thing to hear. I mean, and across across the Pacific Northwest, there's actually been this wave of of uh, of like turf, like trans exclusionary radical feminist, like that term is kind of a misnomer, but there's been a wave of 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 kind of these events and protest well not not protests, but these events and uh these a- attempts at protests, I guess, by a few like turf influencers. They've been going all around, all around the Pacific Northwest and Portland, um, and a whole bunch of cities up in, in Washington. And similarly, they have been met with a pretty strong resistance. Uh, a lot of local people showing up and saying, "No, we're not going to tolerate this kind of stuff." Accented by the occasional pie thrown in one's face. So that's the kind of state of, of, of some of the anti-trans organizing here inside the Pacific Northwest. And I wanted to start by talking about the story and the successful counter-organizing in support of trans people, um, mostly because of the mass shooting a few days ago inside uh, Colorado Springs. And because the other, other thing I spent a lot of this summer covering was this uptick in queer exterminationist rhetoric. And that type of rhetoric results in attacks like what happened a few days ago at queer clubs and queer havens and queer gathering spaces. And I, I think some of the team is going to talk about this probably sometime in the future. We'll probably do something on it. But it's still just so current and full of frustration and raw pain. And the other thing we have talked about on the show 
the this year is efforts from groups like the Elm Fork John Brown Gun Club and people who are willing to show up armed to defend queer events and queer spaces. And the usefulness of that is is demonstrated here. And the Elm Fork John Brown Gun Club has continued to do good work in showing up to places that they were invited to, uh, to help, hopefully help prevent things like what happened inside Colorado Springs. And then, of course, in Colorado Springs, it wasn't the police that took down the gunmen. It was queer people from inside the place who were unarmed, who did the job of actually having to protect fellow queer people and themselves. And similarly, since I was talking about the John, John Brown Gun Club in Elm Fork, uh, other thing that I've covered um, is relating to those protests is the group Protect Texas Kids, read by the self-proclaimed Christian fascist Kelly uh, Niedert. She is among the wave of far-right people that are currently being replatformed on Twitter. And it's not it's not just bad because they have a platform. And this, this specific thing I've talked about with Kelly Niedert is that they use platforms like Twitter not just as a soapbox, but also as a place to actually organize these types of queer exterminationist events. This is where they actually do a lot of the public organizing and get people to, to come out. Uh, same thing with libs of TikTok. It's not, just, it's not just like an amplifier. It's a place that they actually organize these types of hate campaigns. And lots of them are going are, are getting back on these massive platforms are getting a lot of clicks elon musk is even interacting with some of these people um elon musk has interacted with libs of tiktok inside her mentions uh, just driving massive engagement we talked about kanye west's anti-semitism last month and he has continued to make pretty egregious statements um that are that are very much in the line with very typical anti-semitism doing a lot of the same tropes he's been Dropped by a lot of a lot of uh, companies who were working with him. Um, just a few days ago, he was seen talking with uh, white nationalist Nick Fuentes uh, from our Cowboy episodes, um, and also with Milo Yiannopoulos. Um, so just palling around with openly fascist far right influencers um, and continuing to make horrible statements. He is also back to posting on Twitter, where using a massive and. and in this case, it is a massive amplifier of anti-Semitic rhetoric, um, and he is he is back and posting as of this morning. So that's kind of the the state of things that I've covered. We got good news with the Port Townsend thing and how queer people have been successful in 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 combating anti-trans and anti-queer organizing um, across the Pacific Northwest. Uh, we have stuff in Texas with uh, the Elm Fork John Brown Gun Club all continuing continuing to do that crucial work, um, even though some of the fascists who are organizing these events are getting replatformed. But the queer exterminationist rhetoric has not gone away. It's only become a whole lot more visceral. And that's the that's the topics I wanted to give updates on. Uh, I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll talk more about you know how to various efforts for community defense like within the community and how queer people can approach that um but yeah anyway that's my that, that's my update
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. For our next update, let's take a look at what happened in the midterm elections. Because the American election system is run by a troop of volunteer clowns, we still do not know the exact margin of Republican victory in the House. What we can confirm is the Republicans are, in fact, going to gain a House majority. It is also going to be a very, very small majority. As as we discussed in our last sort of election episode, this is basically the chaos mode configuration. The, the product of this is that Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene and her sort of tiny cohort of weird fascists are going to be able to extract a bunch of concessions from the Republican Party. And obviously, this is only to the extent that these people actually disagree about stuff, which it is true that a lot of the sort of mainstream of the Republican Party has gone unbelievably far right. It's also true that a lot of the party leadership doesn't like Marjorie Taylor Greene. And, you know, we, we, you know, the Republican Party is still facing essentially an internal civil war. Um, Mitch McConnell has managed to hold off a power for challenge by Rick Scott, who is the, the head of the RNC, which is really funny. I don't know why Rick Scott thought this was going to work for him. Like Rick Scott, argu- like arguably Rick Scott is a single, like individually re- responsible for the Republicans losing the election because he just completely screwed up everything he was attempting to do with the RNC and like poured a bunch of money into like weird targeted like Twitter ad campaigns that just did not work at all. 
but you know, like we 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 still don't know if if uh, Kevin McCarthy has enough like votes to become Speaker of the House. Every everything is essentially just complete chaos. You know, and we, we we've we've also seen our sort of first quote unquote concession that's been sort of wrung out of of this new House majority, which is that they're going to do an investigation into Hunter Biden's laptop, which I, I genuinely I, I have been struggling to find a reason for any single person who is not completely Fox News brain pilled to give a single shit about the Hunter Biden's laptop story, like since it started. I, I don't know why anyone is expected to care about this. And I, you know, I, I think the fact that the Republicans, the first thing they're doing upon retaking the house is doing an investigation into this stupid laptop is a, an incredible sign of just how out of touch these people are with just anything, even remotely or tangentially related to reality. And I, I think that this is in some sense an explanation of how the Democrats like miraculously somehow seem to have managed to, to win a like to to gain an additional Senate seat in a in a in a in a uh, an off year midterm election, I so right right now the Democrats have technically gained a majority. Well, I guess the Democrats technically have gained a majority. The question basically is whether it's going to be a fifty or fifty one seat majority pending the sort of runoff uh, in Georgia between Warcock and Herschel Walker. Uh, I don't know. Who knows what's going to happen there? Herschel Walker's running ads about Leah Thomas, so hopefully Leah Thomas fucking does the Reaper thing and, and cl- cl- claims another mainstream American political figure. Uh, yeah, but okay. So what 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 does this actually mean in terms of us? Because you know, even if the Democrats miraculously somehow had held the House, right? Nothing, nothing really good was going to be happening. It looks like there's been a, a a sort of deal worked out between the Democrats and some of the some of the moderate-ish wing of the Republican Party to get a vote on a bill that will legalize gay marriage and also legalize uh, interracial marriage. Although a lot of fucking Republicans voted against that, which is, you know, not a great sign. But, but again, I mean, the, 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 th- the thing that, you know, you can sort of see here, right? Gay marriage, unbelievably popular. A lot of Republicans still voting against it. And again, th- this this is because, you know, insofar as the, 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 the two things we can learn from this election. One is that the far right evangelical base that the Republicans have been building really since the 80s is not a majority of the U.S. It's not even close to a majority of the U.S. It is you know, it's 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 controlled by a small group of of like you know unbelievably reactionary activists, and these people are completely out of touch with what normal people in the U.S. like. And you know, this has this has positives and downsides, right? It with downsides is that in, in places where the Republicans gain control, they're able to impose unbelievably far right agendas. They're able to impose massive anti-trans agendas, and you know that that that's been having real consequences. And especially the state legislators that they control. But it also means that it limits the damage Republicans are able to do. Because, again, like people don't actually like their stuff because it sucks. The other thing that's very important about this is that, again, legislatively, nothing is going to happen until 2024. And this means that as a terrain of struggle, no, no matter what you sort of ideologically believe about, you know, what whether, whether or not we should be contesting elections, 
as a terrain of struggle, the electoral scene is dead, right? There is very little, if anything, that even conceivably could be done there. If you want anything to change in the next two years, you're going to have to be operating outside of the electoral scene, right? And this is an, this is an argument we've been making sort of strategically and strategically, ideologically, and morally for a long time now. This is part of why we talk about dual power constantly. This is part of why we talk about the kinds of community organizing that are necessary. This is why we talk about sort of community self-defense organizing. But this this specific configuration of of the sort of American system is one you know it's 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 a it's a, it's a pure deadlock configuration. Nothing is going to happen. The only thing that can possibly happen is stuff that we do, and you know there is stuff that we need to do right if we want to stop the sort of rolling Republican genocide against trans people. If we want to stop them from inciting more mass shootings, you know if if we want if we if if, if we want to stop the sort of rolling bipartisan wave of mass clearings of of cancer homeless people if we, if we want to continue if you want to actually deal with you know the sort of looming effervescent horror of american border fascism we're going to have to do it ourselves because even in a world in which it was possible to get washington dc to give a single shit about any of this and mostly it's not mostly people in washington dc vote every single time to make this shit worse but even in that world right Nothing is going to come out of there. All, 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 all that is going to be happening in the House and the Senate is a bunch of fights over the debt ceiling and a bunch of increasingly bizarre investigations out of the Republican House. So this is the time to take back the streets. This is the time to be forming tenants unions. This is the time to be doing community self-defense work. This is the kind of, this is the time to be doing the kind of unglamorous work that everyone sort of forgets about when the sort of shiny midterms shows up but are but you know but that that is the stuff that actually genuinely is going to make things change in this country things have to change we 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 cannot continue to be going on the on the, down the path that we are right we cannot we cannot allow there to be more mass shootings we cannot allow republicans to continue to exterminate trans people we cannot let this happen we are going to have to go fight and we are going to have to do it ourselves and we are going to do it alone because there is no help coming from the top. There never was any help coming from there. And even if there had been a will, there is now no longer a way. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly, at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 
24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.